You've tuned in to the Locum Story Podcast, a place where we interview physicians, PAs, and NPs from all different specialties and backgrounds about their careers, tips for success, and of course, locum tenants. Learn more about locums at locumstory.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Locum Story Podcast. I'm Chase Johnson, and today I'm joined by Cara Bosco, physician assistant specializing in emergency medicine, who has been working locum tenants for over six years. Cara, Thank you so much for taking time to uh, chat with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Chase. Of course. Um, let's start at the beginning. Your passion for emergency medicine has been largely influenced by the time that you spent living and working in Tanzania. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like? I would say my passion for emergency medicine is twofold. So yes, very much so living in Tanzania um, and just really recognizing the importance of access to medicine and what happens when people don't have access to medicine is they end up in emergent situations because they have the oftentimes underlying issues that haven't been dealt with. You also have um, other elements of, you know, in Tanzania, they cook over open fire a lot. So you have a, a number of burn situations and um, injuries and other things as well there. Uh, but that was really a, a big thing was this overall lack of basic medical care that would then just compound on each other. But what also influenced significantly was I used to be a mountain guide. Um, And I never thought that I'd be in medicine ever, ever, ever. I always thought I'd be in the outdoor industry. And I had a trip with some really significant injuries. So I thought I need to have more medical knowledge to continue my career in the outdoors. Um, And so it was kind of these twofold things almost simultaneously, where all of a sudden I realized that there was this whole other world of combining a lot of my different passions and being able to get to where I am now. And I don't think that I would enjoy my career as much if I weren't a locum. Like I think for me, being a locum PA is what I love about my career. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. It, uh, well, we'll touch on uh, some of the freedoms that it's, it's afforded you. And I can see that, that, uh, crossover between, uh, oh, yeah. the, the guide life and some locum life. So, um, I also wanted to touch on, uh, I am told that you speak Swahili. Is that right? Yes. How did um, you go about learning the language? How did that come about? I first went to Tanzania in 1997. Um, okay when I was in college as a semester abroad and I thought that I'd study wildlife. And when I got over there, I realized I'm a terrible researcher, like wildlife research. I'm, I'm way too gregarious. I wanted to be with the people. I wanted to really help the people, although I love the outdoors and the environment, I needed more um, community and connection. So I started then, um, but then when I graduated PA school, I actually went over to Tanzania for a year and I took care of roughly 500 kids that had no access to healthcare. And so I worked at, it was basically like an after-school program for these kids to come to. So they'd go to school and then they would come to our facility and we'd help them um, with food and homework and resources. And then I would be doing regular medical checks and um, helping the kids with that. So amazing. Good for you. Yeah. So, and I was one of very few, um, well, I was the only American, but I was one of very few English speakers in the community. So okay. um, yeah, when you're working with that many kids who don't speak your language, you very quickly learn the language. <laughs> all that, all that. So it sounds like a little trial by fire, uh, kind of a, a good forcing of, of learning the yes. language is what it sounds yes. like. 
Cool. So it sounds like based off of uh, that, your transition into locum's work was um, from the beginning or what, what initially drew you to locum tenants? When I came back from Tanzania, I went, uh, I'm from the Detroit metropolitan area. And so I went to one of our inner city hospitals and I worked there for a while. Um, and I just, I felt like I really needed more, not so much structure, but I needed more help to really develop my skill set than what I was going to be able to get in a super busy urban hospital, um, especially going from school to Tanzania where I had no resources back into an environment where I had a lot of resources. So I did an ER fellowship and this was um, in 2014, ER fellowships and fellowships in general, I don't think were nearly as prevalent as they are now. Um, and so I did an ER fellowship and it was at the end of the fellowship that I was talking to, uh, you know, different attendings. And it was interesting because the older attendings would say, go do locums now, you know, you're going to figure this all out. You've got enough under your belt. You're motivated. You're going to learn on the fly. And the younger attendings were like, well, you know, you should probably stay around longer. And, hmm. and I, I think both sides were really good information. Um, but if you stick around with a permanent job, you often end up buying a house and setting yeah. up roots. And um, sure. I think it, it can get trickier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like you have a, a bit of an adventurous past here. Um, and maybe that that locum's lifestyle is is more in the wheelhouse, like setting uh, setting roots wasn't uh, in, in your plan or in your path, it sounds like. No, I'm actually married and I have two kids. Oh, wow. Okay. So maybe still, I'm wrong here. No, no. Um, we still do the locums lifestyle. Like we've talked Amazing. about it multiple times as a family. And even, even now having like a home base that I come back to every time, it's still a better lifestyle, even for my family life. I love that. That's great. Pivoting a little bit. So philanthropy sounds like it is important to you as in both a personal and professional sense. Um, how has locums aided you in, in being able to make an impact, um, whether it's through schedule flexibility, assignment opportunities, other reasons, uh, anything else that you want to touch on that you haven't um, spoken on already? Yeah, I think the locum career gives people a huge ability to have that, that schedule flexibility. So if you want to be doing mission trips, if you want to be you know, doing any type of volunteer work in your own community, you can structure your schedule. So that's huge. But I think also you touch on the fact there's massive opportunities for assignments. Um, yeah. So you can work, uh, you know, with Native American services. Um, th there's just a ton of underserved communities that need locums. You know, as a locum, you're not typically in the most awesome situations, you know, in the best cities with the best hospitals and everything, because those are the jobs people want. Sure. Um, so I found for myself, I really focused on going to communities that are medically underserved, that really need the help. Um, and it, it's a big reason also why in emergency medicine, one of the things that I love is the fact that I get to educate people that may not have access to the same medical education, nutrition education, lifestyle education, uh, because we see everyone in the emergency room. Yeah. It's not, 
um, you know, it, it's, it's not, there, there aren't the socioeconomic divisions that there are in some other aspects of medicine, not all, but there, you know, there can be some stratification in other aspects, but in the emergency room, we see them all. Yeah. So okay. I like going to the more rural places or um, that's kind of my specialty is critical access. So okay. I do a lot of critical access um, or like rural emergency medicine. And I love it. Wow. Um, so I think to answer your question succinctly, you have both the scheduling and the locations to be able to really tap into what it is that drives you. Excellent. That's it's a good uh, segue into one of the other questions I wanted to ask. Uh, it sounds like um, location and maybe schedule are some of the two larger factors that you're weighing when you're personally choosing a locum's assignment. Anything else that's top of mind for you? It's real for me. It's predominantly. I have a few nuances. <laughs> you know, I have certain things that at this point, and I've actually been doing this, I think, close to nine years. Wow. Maybe eight. But I have certain things that I really, so I like a certain amount of shift hours. Um, so that, so back to kind of schedule, everything is pretty much schedule driven for me. Um, it's okay. getting the amount of shifts. This is my full-time job. This isn't a moonlight job, nothing. So it's the amount of shifts I want the length of shifts. Um, I like to be able to go in, work my shifts, and then I come home. I don't like having time off okay. um, where I work. So, and I like working 12 hour shifts. It, it's those, those are kind of the balancing act. And I've had the same recruiter for the entire time that I've been there. So she and I know each other incredibly well. Awesome. Um, anytime something comes across her desk, she knows if I need to be looking for new contracts. If I don't like, so my relationship with Annie is just so phenomenal that everything's really seamless. It's really yeah, great. easy. And she knows how to throw what I need right at me and be like, hey, you need to take a look at this or, you know, I don't know, you're set for a while. We don't need to worry. That's excellent. Yeah. Do, would you say electing to uh, work in some of these underserved um, communities and maybe some facilities that aren't... Um, aren't as well fitted as far as like new technology and things like that would you say that that's really further to your skill set as a as a yeah. PA yeah for sure one being in lower resource places um but also being in some of these more um non-urban hospitals where you don't have all the consults you're I'm doing so much more sure um so I don't always have the ability to call you know, a nephrologist and say, Hey, I need help with this. Or I can call them, but they're not going to come see my patient. So they're going to sure. tell me what to do. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely furthered my skill set. But one of the other unique things that I've noticed is working in different parts of the country, there's just little um, practice nuances. Hmm. So everyone's more or less same standard of care, same medicine. It's, it's not dramatically different, but it's like, um, some of the go-to medications or some of kind of the dosing of things, or like in this area, we use more of X, Y, or Z. Interesting. Um, and so that I feel like from a pharmacological standpoint has also really kind of expanded my toolbox. Excellent. That's great. Yeah. I, this is a, a bit of a question um, based off of what you mentioned, like you, you were trying to get your shifts in and get out of there Do you, in like a previous, is that a function of 
uh, you wanting to get back to the family quicker or like in a previous life were you um, maybe exploring those locations with more detail or what's kind of the, the story there? So when I, oh boy, what was my first assignment? So when I first started, I actually had a dog that I traveled with um, okay. and she and I were completely inseparable um, and I had, we had been all over everywhere. So um, I traveled a lot by a conversion van that I converted into a camper. Um, and so we traveled a lot by that. And I, you know, pull up, I'd get hotels that were dog friendly, which was great. And I'd have a dog walker come and um, I'd have days off and I'd explore the area. And it would just kind of like be me and my dog. And uh, when I got off contract, I would just go either explore somewhere in the U.S. until I was on contract again, or I'd go visit friends and couch surf. Um, I spent about four or five years with no apartment. Wow, no way. I just, and then, and I would work maybe nine months, nine and a half months out of the year. And then I would go back over to Tanzania um, and do volunteer work over there. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that was happening with that. Um, Amazing. And then life just kind of happened. I actually met my husband while I was traveling in Colombia between contracts. And so then I commuted from Colombia, South America for two years, waiting for all the visas and everything for everyone to move to the U.S., which I don't know if that would have been a sustainable relationship had I not had my locum job. Yeah. Wow. So you were, you were traveling and taking assignments while you were still in South America. Is that right? No, I didn't take any assignments. I just, okay, traveled. Got it. I just went down there for fun. Got um, it. Working as a PA internationally can get a little bit tricky. Sure. Um, and my Spanish is nowhere fluent enough to be working in South America. Um, and it. Colombia itself is really tricky as far as medicine. So is it? <laughs> yeah. So I just lived there. So when I was there, I was basically, and it's still my current life, you know, when I'm not working, I'm stay at home mom, I'm up with the kids, I get them ready for school, you know, do all the typical things that, you know, like a stereotypical stay at home mom does. And I absolutely love it. And then I pack up my suitcase, and I leave and I'm gone for usually five days at a time. Um, And I don't, nobody needs to deal with me being cranky and stressed out and exhausted. And I don't have, you know, everything here just kind of functions and everyone knows what to do. And then I come back and, you know, pick up where everything got left off. So it's, it's hard on the family sometimes when I'm gone. Um, I did an 11 days assignment and that was way, way, way too much. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, Five days is a lot more consumable than 11. I get it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, there is just so much opportunity as a locum to be able to have this work-life balance or what I call just like a functioning life Yeah. Um, in medicine. I think emergency medicine especially is, is a very, it's hard. It's a 24 seven job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's hard. And and these hospitals, they have to staff their locations 24 seven. So before I had family and kids, I worked holidays all the time so that people could be home with their kids and people yeah. could take their holidays off with their family. And now that's not necessarily the case. You're, you might be avoiding assignments that would uh, commit you over a holiday or. I, yes. And I work well with my facilities to, to be able to kind of navigate that. But yeah, I mean, that's, there's always a balance and there, there's, um, you know, there's kind of give and take 
because if one of my kids is sick at school, I don't get to take a day off if I'm away on assignment or, you know, if they break an arm or something like that, you know, I'm not there. I miss sporting events all the time. I miss teacher conferences. I, you know, there, there's a lot that I miss even just being able to check in with my husband and be like, Hey, what happened today? while I was gone. Um, and being able to regroup or anything like that. So I miss a lot of those things being gone. Um, so I do try and block, like, I try not to work on their birthdays, but to not work on their birthday, I have to have the day before and the day after sure, off sure. because I need those travel days. So it's, it, yeah, so it's a fine, it's a fine balance. And, you know, I think a lot of my places I've stayed long-term. So really being able to work with the full-time staff there and being able to play nice in the sandbox, so to speak. Yeah, fair. I think it's super important. That's great. Yeah. Building those relationships is key on the assignment and all that fun stuff. That's great. Do you have a favorite locums assignment uh, that comes to mind for you? Maybe for location or experience or? No, because they've all been so unique. Um, And they've all, every single one of them has just had great opportunities or like my current assignment. I absolutely love the group that I work with. I mean, it's like, I love going to work with my colleagues. I know that I'm going to have fun. I know I'm with a great group of docs. Like it's just, it's a fabulous work environment. I like the community. I love the nurses. Like that's, that's great. But then, you know, when I was in Albuquerque, it was super cool. I made really good friends that I'm still friends with. Let's see. I was, I think I was last there in 17 and I'm still friends with some of these people. Wow. Great. You know, and when I was in Northern Wisconsin, one of my best friends I met working that locum trip just took my whole family out this summer to go spend a week with her. So yeah, so it's, no, I don't have one that I liked more than others. I think they're just all really cool opportunities. And a lot of these places are not places that were on my radar at all to go visit. I'm sure, I'm sure. Oh, neat. That's great. Well, I'm I'm glad it's uh, been a pleasurable experience for the most part. You've had a lot of practice adjusting to some new places, new work environments, new cultures. Um, Is there like a different approach that you take? You mentioned um, prescriptions and uh, some of the 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 medications were different across the country. Was that a challenge for you to get over? Any advice that you would give to new PAs that were considering locums and that might be a barrier? anything like that? It wasn't a a challenge. I would just kind of listen. I'd be like, Oh, why are you using that? Or like, you know, just ask questions. But again, everything in the local world is going to be a balance because you don't want to ask too many questions because you don't want to overburden your coworkers. Um, So, but I think what I try and do and the advice that I would give anyone in the locums world, number one, you are a guest in their house. You are a guest in their hospital do not expect anyone to change what they are doing because you showed up. You need to figure out how to fit into their norms, their, their culture, their way of doing things because you're the guest. You're there right. to help. Um, and I think when you come from that attitude of my job here is to be as beneficial as I can and to work within the system that they already have, I think a lot of the other things that can come up just immediately fall by the wayside. Yeah, great. That's an excellent call out. You know, I've chatted with a, a few locum tenens, uh, physicians, PAs, NPs that when they have, when they start their family, they stop doing uh, locums, but it sounds like it's uh, a, still a, a really critical piece for you. Do you see locums being um, a big part of your lifestyle into the future? Uh, it's it, 
definitely sounds like you've figured out a way to make it work with your family. I would be shocked if I ever left the locum lifestyle. Wow. Okay. Um, Great. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that would make me leave it is, um, job scarcity. Mm. So necessity is the only reason why I would leave it. Um, we've tried, I tried moonlighting locally and working jobs and we are all like, this is awful. Like it is so better for me to just leave. Now, that being said, um, my kids are teenagers, so I don't have, you know, really itty bitty little ones. They're teenagers and, you know, they're born and raised in South America until I met their dad and we all moved here. So they've had a very unique life. They've come on multiple local assignments with me. When we first came to the United States, they traveled with me until we got them settled into school and figured those things out so from that standpoint we also just have a unique concept of what home is or what we need and what we don't need so yeah so there's a lot of kind of very fortunate things that we have that just all play really well together you know my husband eventually will be um, he's in the the process of securing a remote job himself so we will eventually be traveling together. He'll be doing his remote job when our youngest is eventually in college. We've even talked about moving to Spain, you know, and then I come back and work for six, eight, 10 weeks, go back to Spain for a little while, or we come back together. Like, I mean, there's just, there's so much flexibility and there's so many different opportunities with this that, yeah, it's, it's perfect for the type of person that I am because I do have such a nomadic spirit. Yeah, I love it. I I can resonate with that. I'm all over the place, and I am so envious that you didn't have an apartment for how long did you say? A couple of years. I think it was about five years. Wow. Yeah, I I need that. <laughs> yeah. Teach me how to do that. Well, it good is. for you. That's that's so cool. <laughs> so, any uh, additional Tanzania trips coming up in the future? Are you still um, involved there? Oh yes, and I am trying to get back there. Um, the challenge now is if I go, I'd really like to take my family with me. And honestly, post-COVID travels, really, it's not like it used to be. Mm. Um, traveling is a little bit more difficult. Um, it, the prices have gone up significantly. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of variables in it. But yes, I am, Tanzania is really a, a second home for me. So I will always be going back there as just a little bit on hold until we figure out how. I get it. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking so much time and giving us your story uh, today. Um, Any parting words or anything else that uh, you want to touch on that we haven't talked about? A couple things. One, I think if anyone has any interest in this, there's no harm in trying it. And you don't want to wake up and say, gosh, what would my life have been had I done it? And, and that was really why, that was actually what one of the older attendings told me. He was like, you don't want to wake up five years from now, owning a house and having all these things and being totally established and say, what would my life be? And, and that was just, that was such precious information because I wouldn't have the life that I have now. And I love my life. So I think really that is the most important thing. Um, you know, and then reaching out, like if you are going to start locums, try and find some locums that you can reach out to, that you can connect to, like even just things as simple as like packing, you know, like what you need, what you don't need. Um, and just 
taking some advice from some of us who've been doing it for a while to be able to really streamline and just make your traveling component easier because that the traveling is you know it's all sounds all wonderful and glamorous but there is <laughs> there's a difficult side to it for sure sure, sure. absolutely so, yeah well good excellent pieces of advice and uh i'm really grateful that again you're able to take some time and we could all learn from your your story so oh yeah no problem thank you so much and of, co of course more people start joining yeah agreed agreed well until next time thank you again cara thanks chase this has been the Locum Story Podcast. To learn more about Locum tenants and find additional provider stories, visit locumstory.com.